always thought-provoking and informative. Forget the spin and media bias from the left and right. We know you are sick and tired of being told what to think, how to act, and what you can and can't do. Direct from the Ustream It Broadcast Network, it's time for another edition of the last Christian newscast and radio show with your hosts, J.D. Williams and T.L. Farley. Real news and biblical common sense analysis starts in three, two, one. Well, hello, everybody, and thank you so much for joining us for another edition of the Last Christian Newscast and Radio Show. My name is J.D. Williams, located here in beautiful East Texas and located there in the Dallas and Fort Worth area. Socialist City, I must call it, is my co-host, my good friend, and my brother in Christ, Mr. T.L. Terry Farley. How are you doing today, Terry? Behind the lines, just like you said, so... Uh... Let's rock and roll. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to rock and roll, all right. Uh, Israel, will it destroy Damascus? I think we might have some clues on that. Uh, it would represent the fulfillment of Scripture that is contained in Isaiah 17, particularly Isaiah 17.1, but we're going to get a lot deeper than that. I'm also going to show you why we are so certain that we are nearing the end. And we're going to do that by addressing a part of Matthew 24 and Luke 17. You're going to see just how similar that those two books are in this, in this regard and how everything falls into place. I'm going to show you some world events also that show that as well. Now, Terry, we're going to start off with some basic news here. And I'm going to tell people this show is going to be primarily Scripture and talking about uh, what we expect. But, of course, we do have to address news. And, by the way, a lot of it falls directly in line with what we're going to be talking about. So first of all, uh, I'm going to play you a, a quick clip here about the United Nations. They are about to address uh, artificial intelligence. I'm sure we have great faith that the United Nations can fix this situation. But anyway, here we go. The United Nations Security Council will hold its first formal discussion on artificial intelligence, AI, this week in New York, with Britain to call for an international dialogue about the impact on global peace and security. Governments around the world are considering how to mitigate the dangers of emerging AI technology, which could reshape the global economy and change the international security landscape. Britain holds the rotating presidency of the UN Security Council this month and has been seeking a global leadership role in AI regulation. Haley White reporting. Okay, now my personal opinion on this is if the United Nations is involved in it, that nothing will be done and they will screw it up worse than it already is. But that's my personal opinion. Terry, you got one? Yeah, I was laughing at the idea of them uh, talking about AI. I thought they were AI. <laughs> I mean, they're about as artificial as you can. What you said just pretty well covers it. They're artificial. But artificial anyway. intelligence. Yeah, I think that I think that addresses the UN real well. Artificial intelligence. Okay. Uh, now, uh, over the past several months, uh, the Russians have been allowing the Ukraine to send uh, grain. Uh, across the world, help feed uh, many, many countries. And uh, they're only, um, the only thing that they asked for in return was that their grain also be allowed uh, to, to be sold. Now, the, the world is all in favor of the Ukraine selling theirs because, of course, that gives them money uh, to where they can buy more stuff. But they have been pretty silent when it comes to Russia. So Russia finally had enough. Uh, put yourself, that, let's say that, that this was addressed to America, that America is saying, okay, well, we'll let you go through the Gulf of Mexico with your goods, but we want to be able to do the same. And the world said, no, you can't do yours, but everybody else can. I think we would take a bad opinion of that. And that's exactly what Russia is doing. I'm not trying to make excuses for Russia. I'm not trying to take their side, but I'm trying to give you an idea that this is what Russia is, Russia is saying, hey, you know, all we want is fairness in this deal. You know, I mean, this conflict is a two-way conflict. They're shooting at us, too. Right. So anyway, yeah. here we go. Listen to this one. Russia halted participation on Monday in the year-old U.N. broker deal that lets Ukraine export grain through the Black Sea, spreading fear in poorer countries that price rises will put food out of reach. Hours earlier, a blast knocked out Russia's bridge to Crimea in what Moscow called a strike by Ukrainian sea drones. Russia said two civilians were killed and their daughter wounded in what Moscow cast as a terrorist attack on the road bridge, a major artery for Russian troops fighting in Ukraine. Harry Michaels reporting. 
And, you know, I really think that that's about all that needs to be said on it. Um, I, you know, it's just that they're looking for fairness. They're not going to get it. It's not going to happen. Terry, you got any comment? No, that's exactly right. They haven't gotten to this point. They won't get it going forward. Right. I don't, I don't want to spend an hour on that one. Which yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, now, real, real quick here, I also want to point out, uh, and I'm not going to go in depth into any of these stories at all, but I do want, I do want to address them. Uh, first of all, there is a massive volcano here in the United States that could erupt at any time. Now, uh, this follows a 7.2 magnitude earthquake. And the reporting coming out of Alaska says that due to the duration of this current activity and the extent of the disturbing ash cloud, the uh, aviation color code is being raised to red and the volcano alert level has been raised to warning. Now, that aviation thing means that they're redirecting aircraft away from possibly uh, being affected by the uh, volcano. But anyway, uh, the, uh, the Bible tells us, that as in Mark, uh, I'm sorry, in Matthew 24 and also in Luke 17, that we're going to have earthquake activity. And mm-hmm. a 7.2 is pretty significant. And these volcanoes... Most of them erupt due to a earthquake, and we're seeing a lot of volcanoes that are in this state of, uh, you know, per- at least preparing for eruption. And I believe that you're going to continue to see an escalation in the number of earthquakes. Um, Terry, if you would like to comment, yeah, I believe, and I need to check this, but I'm pretty sure uh, it's sound that. There are volcanoes mentioned in, um, huge volcanoes mentioned in uh, an earthquake uh, in Revelation during the tribulation. Okay. So, yeah, uh, you know, one thing that has, has always intrigued me is the, the so-called super volcano. Uh, mm-hmm. One of them people are unaware of, I think, is Yellowstone National Park. Yeah. is a super yeah. volcano, and if it was to erupt... Um, that wouldn't be good. That wouldn't be good. So I, I can understand why that might be mentioned in Revelation. I'm not familiar with that particular scripture. If you want to make a note to yourself yeah. or something, you know, we can look at that I a little later. Yeah, Okay. I do want to also let people know that the White House has ended its months-long snub of uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Uh, they uh, have now invited him uh, to the White House. No date has been set on that as of yet, but uh, apparently it has something to do with President Herzog appearing here in the United States in front of a joint session of Congress. I think what they were trying to avoid is him saying something during his address like, well, hey, you know, it'd really be nice if you you bring in our prime minister to talk to your president. Uh, I think they're trying to avoid something like that, but that's just my uh, personal, personal opinion uh, on that one as well. Uh, so, I need to let you guys know also that uh, the Ukraine, the Russian and uh, uh, Ukrainian war, is not going according to the Allied plan. It's not going according to Zelensky's plan or what you're being fed in uh, the mainstream media. I'm going to put this picture up here real quick and read this for you. Uh, Iranian units are leaving behind the Western tanks and are advancing slowly on foot after coming up against dense Russian minefields. They said that five countries have said that they'll send more armored vehicles to the Ukraine. The U.S., Germany, France, and Sweden will provide armored fighting vehicles, and the U.K. will send tanks. Nearly a third of the Bradley armored vehicles sent to the Ukraine by the United States have already been put out of action, according to open source data. Now, uh, also, Ukrainian officials have also been requesting more mine clearance equipment from its Western allies, as they say they have received less than 15% of the uh, demining and engineering equipment that they had asked for before the counteroffensive began. So, in other words, as, uh, as we have said many times, we don't feel, at least I don't, I can't speak for Terry, I don't feel that Ukraine has any chance of winning this war. 
it's it's a small country versus a big country. It's a small country without nuclear weapons against a big company, a big country with nuclear weapons, and the strain on the on their allies is getting worse and worse. As more people pump money into the Ukraine and they're not seeing anything, they're not getting any results. I think you're going to see more and more argument with countries saying, "Hey, you know, maybe we shouldn't be spending all our money on you guys." Terry. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty much pouring it down the drain. Um, there's no way that Ukraine, all, all Russia has to do is at every move is ramp up. Right. And we know where that goes. We know where that leads to. Yeah. So, and yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, they are, they are yeah. quite, yeah, they're quite capable. They've got a lot more troops, a lot more equipment, you know. And it, I mean, come on, you know, I, I, unless we go in there physically, unless we put, Boots on the ground, troops in there, and actually yeah. declare yeah. World War III. Ukraine can't yeah. win. You know, it's just, yeah. it's yeah. not, yeah. it's not, it doesn't make any common sense. It's not reasonable at all to believe that they can beat a superpower. You know, I mean, yeah. I don't know, I don't know how else to say it. It's just an illusion, yeah. or maybe a delusion. Mm-hmm. One of the two. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, Russia has promised now to reverse engineer any of the captured. Western equipment, that's tanks, missiles, uh, <laughs> launchers, anything, okay? They've said uh, that they'll do it. As Earlier this month, uh, Russian state media reported that Moscow's authorities have retrieved and were studying a storm shadow cruise missile, which its air defensive have intercepted in the annexed southern Ukrainian region. So um, we'd do the same thing. Again, I'm, I'm just yeah. telling you, we'd do the same thing if it was against us. Uh, also, uh, we, we've talked about this a little bit before, uh, the cluster bomb situation. I want to put this photo up there where you guys can kind of get an idea of what, what they look like. But anyway, uh, Putin says that Russia has stockpiled cluster bombs and will use them in the Ukraine if it has to. Mm. Um, now, mm. the quote here is, I want to note that in the Russian Federation, there is a sufficient stockpile of different kinds of cluster bombs. We have not used mm-hmm. them yet, but of course, if they are used against us, we reserve the right uh, to take reciprocal action. That is from uh, President Putin himself. So again, more indication that they mean what they say. And we're going to have to start taking them seriously. You know, if somebody says they're going to punch you in the face, you might want to put your hands up. Terry? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, and the sad thing is, is right now, it's all diplomacy on the part of America, uh, you know, sending out things for them. Meanwhile, our stockpile is is not only depleted, uh, they, they're starting to admit that we're running out of ammunition and yeah. things. Yeah. You know, so it's like... This is ridiculous. It is so, you know, and there's one absurdity that follows after another you know, during this administration. Uh, you know, and sadly, uh, the Congress seems to be following along like lapdogs. Yeah, yeah. Can't argue that. Um, okay, uh, you, you spoke about Joe Biden, so I'll put this in here real quick. Joe Biden is considering military options as Russian jets harass American drones. Uh, now, this comes as Damascus strongly asserts that the U.S. presence in the region is a direct violation of its sovereignty. Uh, Syrian President Bashar Assad invited the Russian military assistance in 2015 to combat Islamic militants. Both Russia and the U.S. have maintained a continuous military presence in the war-torn country, and despite re- Repeated calls from Assad for the withdrawal of American troops from Syria, the U.S. has staunchly refused. Notice that he did invite the Russians. He did not invite the Americans. I don't even know how we got there, except, you know, this is causing conflict again. Terry? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, my goodness, you know, it just goes deeper and deeper. Uh, the fact is, we know what the Word of God says. That's why you and I are nervous about yeah. this. Yeah, okay. exactly. Exactly. You know, uh, we could it wouldn't take any imagination to see how that uh Isaiah 17 1 is going to get fulfilled. In fact I meant to bring it up and we didn't we haven't had a chance with everything else going on. But uh the uh there was a f- huge fire that took place in Damascus 
I don't know if you heard about that. I but have, anyway, but it, it, you know, uh, yeah. anything if, if it's something you know, it's not really big, 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 then yeah. you know, I, I don't. They don't. Yeah, they can't prove it's military. So right, right. Know. Right. Well, there, there's a lot of strikes in Damascus. There's no doubt about that. Okay, uh, Terry, I'm going to get you your two minutes now because we're, we're about to get into uh, what we're really here for, which is to talk about that possible destruction, or I should say, talk about the future guaranteed destruction of Damascus. So uh, anyway, Terry, I'm going to flip this to you right away, sir. I hope you're ready to go because two minutes with Terry starts right now. Folks, homeschooling works. The last Christian charge engaging the sword. Sound of Freedom is the loudest noise in media today. The inspiring film, outperforming Dial of Destiny, Indiana Jones' self-proclaimed swan song for this series, topped pre-box office gate receipts based on a true story that is broadcasting to the world the evil drowning the earth in its own vomit. Exposing the subterranean filth propagated by money-grubbing child sex traffickers, Caviezel's portrayal of former government agent Tim Ballard, hero to the world, sets the moviegoer, man, woman, and child, face-to-face -face with sin to the bone. Uber Media's disdain for truth, coupled with Hollywood's real fear of exposure, has been unable to quell the rising tide of filmsters hungering to discover what evil lurks in the heart of man. Outrage at the horror of children and women being harnessed into sex slavery shadows the abuse of men whose numbers are even greater. So moving is the film that folks are mainstreaming internet posts live from the lobbies of movie houses, declaring even demanding that this movie framing child sex trafficking must be seen and answered to by everyone alive still kicking and screaming. The only miscue in response to this unspeakable practice being publicized better is the ignorance of the mainstream news media of America unwittingly covering for the leading perpetrators of sex slave trafficking on the planet, most so-called Americans. However, the horrors being revealed on screen do not hold a candle to the eternal fires of hell to which all mankind has been assigned unless each person turns to Jesus personally for his gift of salvation. Page okay, Terry, I'm going to have to break in on you right there, and we'll get back to you in the second half of the show. Uh, now, I do want to move on here really, really quick. Um, and the first thing I'm going to play you, or the last, the last audio clip I'm going to play for you today, uh, let's listen to this one real quick. The debate over whether Britain, or for that matter, any other globalized democracy, should be inviting Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman of Saudi Arabia on an official visit. It's reported that he will journey to Britain in the autumn, despite his involvement in the killing of Saudi-American journalist Jamal Khashoggi, who was dismembered in the Saudi consulate in Istanbul in October 2018. The UK's invitation comes after President Biden has met the Crown Prince and Saudi Arabia has opened up diplomatic relations with Iran and attempted to scale down the conflict in Yemen. But that leaves human rights activists like Lucy Ray of Grant Liberty unmoved. Would we invite a lesser dictator for, from Syria, Bashir al-Assad? There's no economic benefit in that. So this is placing the, the lives uh, a lower importance than human rights abuses. Alone in 2022, Amnesty International reported 196 executions in that region. Are we going to be hypocritical and just let this abhorrent human rights record be based on just forgotten due to money and trade okay uh now the reason i played that one is because if you look at the gog and magog war in ezekiel 38 it states that saudi arabia is not involved but if you look at isaiah 17 um and it and in uh 
what what did we just cover, Terry? Couple the last show uh, in Psalm Psalm eighty three. I'm sorry. Yeah. If, if you look at that, yeah. you you can see that Saudi Arabia is involved, and this is the reason why I am now convinced that uh, the Psalm eighty three war is completely separate from the uh, Gog and Magog war of Ezekiel thirty eight. However. Mm-hmm. Um, I am beginning to wonder if maybe the conclusion of the what I'll call the first war doesn't trigger the second one. Now, where the rapture falls in all of this, I don't know. It could be before. It could be at the moment of. It could be during. It could be after. And the reason I can't get it uh, located a specific time frame is very simple. The Bible doesn't give me one. And I Mm -hmm. would be silly to say that I know what God's plan is. No human Mm -hmm. being on this earth knows what God's plan is. And it's very clear Mm -hmm. from Scripture that only God knows the date and time of the rapture. Terry? Yeah, no, that's exactly right. Um, It's so easy to choose and to say, well, this happened or that, you know, no, uh-uh. what you have to do is you have to go to the word of God. The reason we talk about the rapture is because the Bible speaks to it. Jesus himself speaks to it. So, and we have the verses. Um, you can check my book, Blast Off Rapiamore, uh, as an example. The fifth edition is out right now. Uh, we're actually getting ready to prepping the sixth edition, which should be out within a month or two months or so. We'll we'll keep you posted on that. Um, but uh, there's a lot of it right there in that fifth edition. Um, certainly there's more in six. Uh, but the point is, uh, that's what you go by. You go by the Word of God. What does The Word of God is absolutely clear. There's going to be a rapture. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I don't think there's any, uh, I mean, if, if you're following the show, if you've been with us, I think we've proved that. But um, we're, we're even going to get into, into it even more today. And that actually leads us to uh, the very first thing that I want to show you guys, which is, now I, I call this the signs of the times, okay? And actually the Bible does too. Signs of the times, end of the age. Let's look. And Terry, I've got two different verses there from two different books of the Bible. The first one is Matthew okay. 24, 3. And the second one is from Luke 21, verse 7. If you want to read those for me, please. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? So they asked him, saying, Teacher, when will these things be? And what sign will there be when these things are about to take place? Okay, so you can see now that this is the disciples, and this is Jesus speaking with them, and it is listed twice in the Bible, in two different books of the Bible. So I would think that that's pretty important. Okay, so now we're going to keep moving on, again, continuing with the signs here, and this time, Matthew 24, verses 4 through 8. And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning sorrows. Okay, I want to point out very, very quickly here before we move on. When it speaks about uh, famines, well, there mm-hmm. is a worldwide famine right now. And one of the reasons that they wanted to the Russians to allow the uh, wheat shipment or the grain shipments through the Black Sea was because a lot of these mm-hmm. countries are starving. I also want to point, mm-hmm. uh, point to the fact that it, that it is talking about earthquakes in various places. Okay, that... Mm-hmm. Uh, you're looking at volcano eruptions. Uh, you're looking at mm-hmm. tsunamis. All that stuff falls into mm-hmm. into this. And of course, pestilences. We are very familiar with that already from mm-hmm. uh, COVID nineteen and everything else that is going on there. Mm-hmm. But again, yeah. now this is from Matthew twenty four uh, 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 verses uh, 
uh, 4 through 8. So uh, did the Bible repeat that? Well, yeah, actually it did. Let's look at this one real quick. This is uh, Luke uh, 21, verses 8 through 11, Terry. And he said, Take heed that you not be deceived, for many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and the time is drawn near. Therefore do not go after them. But when you hear wars and commotions, do not be terrified, for these things must come to pass first, but the end will not come immediately. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be great earthquakes in various places, and famines and pestilences, and there will be fearful sights and great signs from heaven. Okay, now the great signs from the heavens. Remember, we in the in the last show we uh, we made mention of the fact that um, you know people are concentrating on UFOs, aliens, you know all that kind of stuff. Well, okay, I would consider that signs from heaven, even though uh, they can't prove it. You know, even though they can't show us pictures of it, they're talking about it, aren't they? Okay, so yeah, you know, sure I, I think that that I think that uh, pretty well proves the fact that yes, indeed, uh, you know, uh, those, we are getting signs from heaven to go along with the famines, to go along with the earthquakes, to go along with the wars and the rumors of wars, greater wars than have ever been in the history of mankind. Uh, we're already, believe it or not, running out of time in the uh, first section of this show today i want you guys to know that we're going to be talking about this not only today but in the next show and probably in the show after that because i've got so much information i want you guys to see that it is basically inevitable that damascus was going to be destroyed as we continue on i'm going to give you information which will make that very, very clear to you. One thing that I'm going to mention very, very quickly, this is coming out of Tehran, Iran, uh, and this is according to uh, Tasman, which is the news agency there. Uh, the chief of staff of the Iranian Armed Forces has stated that enemies have come to the conclusion that it is impossible to overthrow the Islamic Republic. Well, I got news for him. God says that the Islamic Republic will be destroyed. He doesn't say that specifically, but he mm -hmm. does make it very clear what happens to anyone that invades Israel, and that's their goal, to wipe Israel off the map. So when they do that, when they make their attack, either in the war that's described in Psalm or in Ezekiel, they're going to get beat so bad, so bad, that none of them are going to be left. So, you know, just keep that in mind. Now then, um, we're going to be back right after the break with the second half of the last Christian newscast and radio show. We hope that you guys will stick with us. Hang in there. We'll be back right after the break. You're listening to Revelation Radio, part of the Ustreamit Broadcast Network. They are our cuddlers and co-workers, purr machines and love bugs, and constant companions. They are our pets, our family, and they make life so much better. When we face unexpected challenges in life, so do our pets. That's why we're on a mission to support people who love their pets and the pets who love their people, ensuring these families stay exactly where they belong, together. And you have something to offer. With an open heart and mind, there is nothing you can't do. There's no gesture too small or too big when it comes to helping. Whether donating a bag of kibble, sharing an Instagram post of a lost cat, or welcoming a foster pet into your home, every bit of kindness counts. You can help keep pets and people together. Visit petsandpeopletogether.org to learn how to be a helper in your community. This has been a public service announcement brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Just a really quick reminder that The Last Christian Newscast and Radio Show is proud to partner with a great educational program for youth based on solid Christian principles and values. Now, as a parent concerned about what your children are exposed to and learning in public schools, you will appreciate the opportunity to learn about Kirkwood's Christian online learning program that will keep your kids engaged and learning all without worrying about the type of curriculum being presented to them. 
It only takes a few minutes to set up the program and your kids can begin working independently on any device, including desktop computers, laptops, tablets, iPads, even smartphones. Now, you can learn more about this program on the Last Christian website at www.lastchristian.net. That's www.lastchristian.net for all of the free information on Kirkwood's homeschool learning program for kids. And hey, get this, the whole program, well, it only costs you about a dollar a day. It doesn't get better than that. Visit us at www.lastchristian.net. That's www.lastchristian.net and receive your information all about Kirkwood's homeschooling learning program for kids. What is dedication? My daughter started making necklaces. She makes what we call affirmation fashion. I tell her every day that your black is beautiful. Your black is beautiful. And if there's anything better than being beautiful, it's being smart. And if there's anything better than being smart, it's being kind. And reaffirming that every day is our method of making sure her chin never drops. My dad wasn't around. And I remember riding a bike and falling off and cutting myself. And me never just wanting to get back on it. People ask, how your children learn how to ride a bike? And you didn't. I didn't teach them. I just created an environment where they taught themselves, and all I had to do was be there. That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. And welcome back to the second half of the Last Christian Newscast and Radio Show. Again, my name is J.D. Williams, and joining me there in Dallas, my co-host, Mr. T.L. Farley. Terry, we barely got going. Okay, we just barely, <laughs> barely got going. And so I'm going to warn you guys again that you're not going to get it all today. But if you follow us on this, um, now this is something the mainstream media is not going to talk about. I promise you that. But it's all factual information I'm going to be sharing with you. It's all in the Bible, and that's where I want you to go to, to verify things. All you got to do is pick up the Bible because it's never been wrong. Not a single time ever so what i want you to do uh now if you are not seeing this in visual form go to www.lastchristian.net that's www.lastchristian.net you're going to want to see the scripture that's on the screen and i'm going to do this in the next couple of three shows so i want you to make sure that you visit us on the website www.lastchristian.net make sure that you see this in visual form i think it's important that you do and then i also want you to go to the bible that's more important than anything else. Go to the Bible and read it and uh, the scripture that we're going to be giving you. And I think, uh, I think it will become more and more clear exactly uh, why, we're, why we're talking about all this. Um, Terry, uh, now, as I said, we barely got into anything at all. I mean, we just barely touched on it. But I want to mm -hmm. uh, uh, do a little news again, and then we'll get right back into it again. Okay, this is going to be short, guys. I promise you, this is going to be short. Um, the Wagner, 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 whatever group, uh, mm -hmm. the move to Belarus now is becoming, it, it's, I, I believe that we're beginning to uncover the fact that, you know how they were talking about the mutiny and how, how the mercenaries are moving toward Russia, and you didn't know what was happening with Prigozhin and all that stuff. I believe, I'm becoming more and more convinced daily that this was a plan. It wasn't something that uh, happened. It wasn't uh, that uh, this, these troops were really looking to mutiny. They were moving at Putin's orders. I'm beginning to become more and more convinced of that. Okay, <laughs> And the, the reason is it's because the Wagner Group to Belarus uh, gives them the ability to quickly strike NATO. And that is something that's coming out of Russia. This is something that's being reported in Russia, okay? The uh, Russia's general staff that does long-term forecasting assessed a decade ago that a direct war between Russia and the United States is inevitable. Think about that, okay? Inevitable. Uh, Moscow is interpreting every U.S. and NATO move within that prism. Whatever Biden's rationale is for this dangerous deployment, you know, and that's all this all the stuff they're sending to him, means that the U.S. is ready to jump in the fight. 
Putin will not wait for the United States to strike first, according to these Russian sources. Instead, if Russian intelligence assesses that U.S.-NATO forces are about to join the fight, Putin will likely do um, exactly what he's warned about, and that is tactical nuclear weapons that we have talked about several times. Okay, now that's just one report on it. The Wagner forces... It states, and again, this is coming from Newsweek, okay? Mm -hmm. This is a report from Newsweek, that the Wagner forces will kill fellow Russians right and left. Uh, it says that uh, they wrote on uh, a Telegram channel that even though its revolt failed, and again, I'm saying that this wasn't even a revolt, but anyway, they said that even though the revolt failed, that the Wagner group perfectly demonstrated their red, their readiness to kill their fellow citizens right and left in the future under the command of their manic leader. And it says here, who was once an ally. Well, I think he is an ally. Again, I truly believe that, that this, this is what they're going to do. And I've even got more on this. The Bulgarian president claims that the Ukraine insists on war with Europe. Okay, so you know they are they are prepared for this as well. Um, now, Bulgaria is a member of NATO and of the European Union. This is a NATO country that's saying that the Ukraine is insisting on war with Europe. So there's fractions, faction fracture fractures, whatever you want to call it, that are taking place within NATO. If NATO is not if, if they're not solid, if they're not together on everything, there's no way that they're going to stop them. Terry, you have a comment? Yeah, uh, it's, you know, it's just amazing because what you're seeing, all of this, I keep going back to the phrase that we've worked on and looked at, uh, turn around, turn you around. Mm -hmm. Where were they going when they got turned around? You know, yeah. it, that falls into this pattern right here. Right. So... Well, now, one thing uh, that I did want to, to point out here is that the, uh, the, the Russians are talking about a very small strip. They're, they're talking about possibly invading Poland, which is a, a NATO country. I want you to look on screen there, and I, I don't know if I'll pronounce this correctly or not, but there's, there's a thing there called the Sawalki Gap. Okay. Now, mm -hmm. that Sawalki gap, gap is very, very important to, uh, to Russia uh, if it wants to strike inside of Poland. That's a dis uh, that is a disputed area between uh, Lithuania and Poland. And from what information that I'm getting, they're saying that they can take that within hours of being ordered to do so. So um, if they do, and you can see there's just not a heck of a lot of distance there, okay? You look over there, yeah. you, see, you see Belarus, okay? That's on, that's yeah. on Russia's side. Um, yeah. uh, Lithuania is in there, of course. Um, and then uh, over there to the far right hand of the screen, you see Russia. Uh, so anyway, this is, this is going to be a hotbed. Um, and uh, you can anticipate a, a lot of a lot of activity coming there in the next few days, weeks, months. I don't know. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. used to I used to think this all this stuff was out several months, but honestly, it could happen any day now. The way I look at it, sure, sure, sure. yeah, no, it absolutely could. And uh, again, the pieces of the puzzle are falling into place because what we're looking at is. Uh, you know, the desire is, and, and that's why Russia is playing with, with the Ukraine in terms of the Ukraine trying to get into NATO. Uh, and that's why they're lining up to actually attack. As it appears, let me throw that in, yeah. as it appears, they're attacking, they're appearing to get ready to attack a NATO country, uh, you know. Yeah, um, either attack and, or counterattack. It's caught in the middle. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. it could be either yeah. one. You know, it could be Russia moving into yeah. NATO, or it could be yeah. NATO going yeah. into an area that Russia considers yeah. Russian. Yeah. Um, you know, anything could happen. I mean, you you got it one. It could happen. Yeah, 
Yeah. One yeah, rogue commander. Yeah. One rogue yeah. commander. One rogue tank driver. One, you know, it just takes one guy to make a to yeah. make a decision that affects the entire world. Okay, Terry, you're up again. Uh, and then we're going to move on. It's going to be pretty much scripture filled the rest of the way. So uh, anyway, okay. two minutes with Terry starts again right now. However, the horrors being revealed on screen do not hold a candle to the eternal fires of hell, to which all mankind has been assigned, unless each person turns to Jesus personally for his gift of salvation. Paid for on the cross, so eloquently and courageously portrayed by Caviezel himself, which returns us to the most important issue of the day. Do you know Jesus yourself personally? Do you know for certain that you are cleared to enter heaven? Did you know you can know for certain you are going to heaven? First John 5.13, the Apostle John declares, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know, present tense, that you have, present tense, eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Dr. Luke declares of Jesus in Acts 4.12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Jesus himself nails this fact in John chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Yes, we must stand against evil and free every slave in the world, whatever the reason for their captivity. But we are not merely sounding freedom. We are preaching eternal freedom, salvation through the blood of Jesus. It is appointed unto man once to die and then the judgment. All have sinned, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Whosoever shall call upon the name of Jesus shall be saved eternally. Keep your eye on the ball. Maranatha, Lord Jesus, come quickly. Amen, Terry. And nothing could be more clear, in my opinion. Uh, now, we're going to now really get into this, and I'm going to pick this up again. Um, more signs of the end time. Again, we're comparing the book of Matthew and the book of Luke. There, if, if you, it's almost look like a mirror. It really is. I mean, mm -hmm. sure, the words mm -hmm. are slightly different. Well, that's because two different mm -hmm. people wrote it. Okay, but it, it's so close. It is just so close. It, it's almost inconceivable. So anyway, take a look at this one real quick. Uh, this is Matthew 24, verses 9 through 14. Terry, if you'd be so kind. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. Okay, now I'm... Uh I'm, I'm going to point out a couple of things here with Scripture real quick, and I want to make this clear that I'm not trying to put together my personal interpretation here, but simply my understanding, my reading of this, okay? And mm -hmm. I, have, I have stood by this for months, um, if not years, uh, about the tribulation. It's, now, in verse mm -hmm. 9, it says, then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. So, you know, uh, people are... Uh, may want to debate that with me, and that's fine. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm saying that this is my mm -hmm. understanding. If, I'm, if I read that exactly as it is written, it says up to, it doesn't say it's mm -hmm. going to, that they're going to deliver you through. It says mm -hmm. that they're going to deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. Mm -hmm. I believe that uh, that means that the church is gone. When the, when the tribulation mm -hmm. comes. I believe that is a clear indicator that says, you know, they're going to persecute you Christians all the way up to tribulation, but you're not going to be there after it. 
Okay, now that is, again, that is just my personal reading and understanding of Scripture. Okay, and Terry, I'm going to give you a, a minute here to, to comment on that. But before you do, I'm going to put up uh, the, the same thing here with Luke. Okay, and this is Luke uh, chapter 21, verses 12 through 18. If you'd read that, please. But before all these things, they will lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and prisons. You will be brought before kings and rulers for my namesake, but it will turn out for you as an occasion for testimony. Therefore, settle it in your hearts not to meditate beforehand on what you will answer. For I will give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries will not be able to contradict or resist. You will be betrayed even by parents and brothers, relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death, and you will be hated by all of my for my name's sake, but not a hair of your head shall be lost. By your patience, possess your souls. Okay, so why did I uh, believe again in the up to tribulation thing? Well look at look at uh, verses uh, let me say seventeen through 19, where it says, and you will be hated by all for my name's sake. Okay. Now, I, I mean, really, we even need to back up a little bit, a little bit more than that. But anyway, I'll, I'll go forward for now. And that is uh, in verse 18, it says, but not a hair of your head shall be lost. Well, okay, if, if you look at verse 16 where it says, you'll be betrayed even by parents and brothers, relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. Well, how are you going to put some of them to death if not a hair on their head is lost? There's only one explanation, in my opinion, and that is that what he's talking about in verse 16 is pre-rapture, and what he talks about from uh, verse 17 through verse 19 is post-rapture. Terry, you may have a completely different opinion on that, and if you do, feel free to express it. Sure. Um the and now you know you can leave the thing up there if you want. Which um, one? Which uh, one? The, the the last one, the one we the just looked one? at, will be put. Okay, will be put up to death. Go right ahead. Um, they, they will put. Notice it says some of you to death, and then it says you will be hated for my all my sake, but not a hair of your head. Well, now wait a minute. If some are going to be killed. Uh, what he's saying is some are not going to be killed. Um, and I think this whole thing, in fact, I think if we go back to verse 12, it says, before all these things, they will lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and prisons, brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake, etc. You will turn to you for an occasion for testimony. Very often I've heard it uh, considered, uh, one position is that this is actually talking about the very beginning leading up to uh, 70 AD when Jerusalem is destroyed, because each of these elements is actually available and takes place in those months uh, and, and years leading up to with the Apostle Paul and with, um, with many of the others that they are delivered up and some of them are killed and so forth. And, they're, and they are given an opportunity to witness to kings and rulers. That certainly is a plausible understanding. Um, but again, we've got to remember the key to the conversation began when they were saying, what will the end be? That's why we key on but before all these things as being possibly before the end of the things. And then it says, it goes on with these other descriptions of those things happening, which I believe is referencing the tribulation and that some because not all of Jerusalem is captured in verse nine in Revelation chapter nineteen, uh, when Jesus comes back, there are still people, Jewish people, in possession of parts of Jerusalem. It's been overrun like a third or something, I believe Scripture tells us. Uh, but they're still in possession of uh, Jerusalem uh, when he comes back to save them, deliver them, kill the enemy with the sword, the word of his mouth, and so forth, all described in Revelation 19. Okay. And, you know, this is one of those situations where this is not a salvation issue, and that Terry and I can have no, a completely no. different 
reading and understanding of Scripture. And my my point here being, uh, you know, you were saying some, okay. Well, yeah. Um, if you if if you look at at that, um, mm-hmm. uh, if you look at verse sixteen, it says, yeah. "You will be betrayed, even by parents and brothers, relatives and friends, and mm-hmm. they will put mm-hmm. some of you to death." Okay, mm-hmm. but then in yeah. verse seventeen, it says, "And you'll be hated." by all for my namesake, but not a hair on your head shall be lost. It doesn't say, but for some of you, not a hair on your head will be lost. It says, but not a hair on your head will be lost, shall be lost. So, you know, in my, again, that is just simply my reading, and I understand Terry's diff, uh, slightly different uh, opinion on, on mm-hmm. it, slightly different reading, but again, it, it doesn't make too much difference. Now, Terry, I know we, we could dis- debate that for two shows, okay? But I'm, sure. I want, I'm, I'm going to move on from it because I want to get into and open up what I really wanted to get into today. And that is Israel, could it be? Could it be? Notice I've got a question mark there. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying this is to be factual, Israel to destroy Damascus. That's a question. Could mm-hmm. it be? Mm-hmm. Okay, and I've got some reasons for that. And I'm going to begin here. Um, let's just look at this one real quick here. We're going to go through these slowly, and that's the reason it's going to take it's going to take some time. Okay, this is the coming destruction of Damascus, mm-hmm. and I need to let people know that Damascus is the oldest continually inhabited city in the world. Again, if you're not getting mm-hmm. this, if you're not mm-hmm. getting this in video form, okay, please, please, please go to www.lastchristian.net www.lastchristian.net it's important that you have an opportunity to look at all this stuff and then again go to the bible okay now damascus is the oldest continuously inhabited city in the world for at least 5000 years someone has called damascus home and some historians believe the city dates back as far as the 7th millennium bc Yet, despite its long history, the Bible says that Damascus will come to a sudden end. It won't slowly fade away, but it will disappear in an instant. Damascus Mm -hmm. will be utterly destroyed, never to be inhabited again. Don't believe me? Okay, that's when you need Mm -hmm. to go to the Bible to see this stuff, Mm -hmm. okay? So, we're going to keep... We're going to keep going here, and then Terry. Anytime that you've got something that you want to add, be yeah, sure. Yeah, I want to listen. I want to throw in. You know, people read this stuff and they say, "Yeah, well, that's what it says." We don't know, and all this that other. It says we'll disappear in an instant. Right. This goes back to the, my first book, when now becomes too late, and I was getting ready to change. That was the working title to keep me focused for three years mm-hmm. while I was writing it, and then I'm going to change the title because that's a little pushy. And what happens is I go down for a vacation in Corpus Christi, and on the morning I'm signing out from vacation. I go in and I see on all the TV screens the news. It's when now becomes too late, and the the towers are going down and everything else. Don't think Damascus can stand forever. Right. I mean, I was shocked when I saw the towers going down. The yeah. same thing is going, let me say it that way, is going to happen to Damascus in its own way. Yeah. Okay. Well, again, uh, you know, I, I just know that Damascus is going to be destroyed because the Bible says so. Sure. And I'm Amen. not, I'm not going to argue, um, argue with the bible i'll you'll, you'll never catch me doing no. that um anyway moving on here um the prophet isaiah says that damascus will disappear it will become a heap of ruins and see its power and influence end forever now that is isaiah 17 1 through 3 and so mm-hmm. let's look at let, let's look at that real quick isaiah 17 mm-hmm. 1 through 3 uh terry The burden against Damascus. Behold, Damascus will cease from being a city, and it will be a ruinous heap. The cities of Aurora are forsaken. They will be uh, for flocks which lie down, and no one will make them afraid. The fortress also will cease from Ephraim, the kingdom of Damascus, and the remnant of Syria. They will be as the glory of the children of Israel, says the Lord of hosts. 
Okay, so there you see it. It's in the Bible. It tells us that that's exactly what's going to happen. So, you know, that that seems to be pretty clear. Uh, but going back here again, uh, some scholars claim that the Assyrian king, and Terry, I have no idea how to pronounce this guy's name. Do you, do you, have, do you have an Tig idea? Tiglath-Pileser. Okay, I'll, I'll buy that. Um, anyway, um, they believe that uh, this prophecy was fulfilled in 732 B.C. Uh, when this gentleman conquered Damascus and killed its king, and that is referenced into, in 2 Kings uh, 16, verse 9. However, this guy did not make the city a ruinous heap, and he certainly didn't erase it from history. He simply attacked the city and enslaved its people. So yeah. that tells me that that prophecy is still unfulfilled. Terry? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, they, the people tell me that there are parts of Damascus even today that are incredibly beautiful. It's an it's an attraction for people from all over the world because it's so old and there's so much there. Uh, you know, it, you look at it; it's like anything else. Well, this will never be destroyed. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Well, you know, again, getting back into it. Uh, furthermore. Um, there are nearly 2 million people that currently live in Damascus. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Okay, now yeah, that alone testifies to a future fulfillment of this prophecy. Okay, it, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, it, it has to, right? And after sure. all, if the city of Damascus has already disappeared, how come so many people live there? So yeah. obviously the city hasn't disappeared, and that means the destruction of Damascus is still a future event. Would you agree with that, Mr. Farley? How could you argue with that? <laughs> right. Okay. So let, let's keep let's keep moving along here. All right. So uh, if now if you're still un, still not convinced, read Isaiah 17. Okay, because it paints a bleak picture. Damascus will be a heap of ruins. Few, if any, buildings will remain. The once great city will be devoid of all human life and will become home to all manner of wildlife in the absence of humans to chase them away. Worst of all, Isaiah describes a greater regional conflict and a coalition of nations aligned against Israel. So now, one thing that... Um, intrigues me about this is it is it says that all manner of wildlife will be there but the humans won't in uh, uninhabitable um if, if you're looking at this from okay it's got to be nuclear weapons well wouldn't they affect wildlife too i don't know that's just a random question sure. uh sure. out of out of you know that i i don't personally have a an answer to now i want to let you guys know we're just we've just touched the surface of this Okay, we have just touched the surface of this. But you're seeing what's going on in Russia and the Ukraine. And mm -hmm. remember that oil, gas, and coal is their primary primary thing. Okay, Remember that their famines are going on right now, that you have pestilences that are in the world. We've suffered through COVID-19 already, and there are more. Mm -hmm. You've got earthquakes, you've got volcanoes going off, you've got wars and rumors of wars. And, you know, rumors of wars in the, let's say the 1800s, if you got a rumor of war there, it wouldn't affect the entire world. It just wouldn't. Mm -hmm. Okay? But now you've got rumors of wars that do affect the entire world with nuclear, uh, nuclear mm -hmm. weapons. The United States, China, Russia, uh, Israel, um, Pakistan. Who am I leaving out, Terry? There's a bunch. Uh, yeah, there's no, a bunch North Korea. You know, uh, yeah. So the, the, the thing is, is that all of this is already contained in Scripture. And over the next show or two, we're going to show you exactly how Scripture is coming true right before your very eyes. You are not going to get this in the mainstream media, I promise you. You're only going to get it on the last Christian newscast and radio show. And we invite you back. If you haven't accepted Christ yet, we urge you to do so because a rapture could happen at any time. Yeah, today. It really could. It could really happen today. Really. Really. I'm not kidding. It could really happen today. I'm not saying it will. But I am saying it's imminent at some point. And you got to be ready. 
If we're given another day to broadcast, we'll be back next time with another edition of the Last Christian Newscast and Radio Show. Thanks again for joining us today for the Last Christian Radio Show. And be sure to tune in every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday right here and at www.lastchristian.net. Until the trumpet sounds.